praise you all the day long. We praise you for your miracle working power that we have seen in our lives. And so right now, God, we give your name honor and glory. Not just for what you've done, but for who you are. Right now, oh God, as we stand here to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus the Christ, may your anointing flow from heart to heart and from breast us 
financially. Uh -huh. we, we, we need to uh, learn, and, and many of us have mastered that. We, we trust him in the days of plenty. Amen. When, 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 our, when we have money in our pockets and when the bank account, you know, doesn't look too shabby, when everything is, you know, clicking and, and, and grooving along. Uh, but, but, but the point is we need to learn to trust him in our times of lack, in those times when things don't look as promising, when, when the light is not shining so bright on your financial situation. Uh, I know that uh, somebody that I'm talking to this morning has experienced a time or maybe two in life where there just didn't seem to be enough money to go around. Uh-huh, when the bills were high and the funds were low, amen, when there was uh, more month uh, then there was money. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I'm looking for the real church this morning. I know I'm I'm, I'm home and uh, and all of that, but I still want to talk to a church who is tracking with me. I, I, I need us to be reminded this morning that we got to trust God that when we can't track him, we still have to trust him. Uh, when we can't trace him, we still have to trust him. Uh -huh. when, when everything seems to be kind of turned upside down, yeah. and no matter what, you just can't get it right side up to <laughs> save your life. Yeah. But yeah. when everything uh, uh, that you look at seems like it's tore up from well, the floor. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh, when your money still seems a, a bit funny and, uh -huh. and your change, even your change, brother, you know that's wrong. Yeah. When your change is still strange, uh -huh. uh, we still have got to what? We've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. That's our statement. We could probably leave it there and turn off the cameras and, 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 and sit down somewhere. But God has given us a little bit more to share with you this morning that even in those pandemic times, is anybody in a pandemic? But, yeah, but me yeah, and Pastor yeah, Keith yeah. over here, we, but we say even in the times of pandemic, when, when life looks topsy-turvy, uh, we have got to Stand flat-footed and still trust in God. That, that means that we got to honor God. We have to honor him with our first fruits. Uh, I hope you remember us talking about that last week. Is there a witness, at least one witness, who say, yeah, yeah, I remember them saying we have to honor God with our first fruits. Uh, so we gotta we gotta trust him and honor him uh, uh, with ourselves and and with our money and and with our time and our talents uh, because all of those things serve to bolster his purpose and his plans and his promise in our lives. Yes, yes. And we, pastors Brown and Brown, hope you remember. The one major point we made in our overarching theme last week, and that was no matter what, we have got to be good stewards of God's resources that he has entrusted to us. Yeah. We have got to act on the notion 
that it all belongs to God in the first place. And I hope somebody out there is getting an amen up in your spirit right there. So to amplify this point, we also told you that we still uh, must not only be good stewards of the resources entrusted to us, but specifically we are to give, worshiping God through our giving, come on now, uh, according to what we have been given. Uh, how, what, what, when we say um, um, that you have to decide, the scripture says you have to decide in your heart, uh, I, 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 we, we, we want you to understand that that's between you and God as to how you are to give. But it must be given first so that we are not tempted to give God our leftovers. Uh, uh, We're just trying to help somebody get on track and stay on track. There is a short story in uh, 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 Pastor um, uh, uh, Our Kingdom Stewardship uh, uh, book. Yes, 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 Pastor Tony Evans, who who gives us a great example of leftovers. He said, if you went to a a, a restaurant and you sat down and you were ordering your food and, and, and you placed your order, but you saw the server back there scraping off the leftovers from somebody else's plate and putting it onto your plate, Oh, come on, somebody. What would your response be? Most likely, we would get up and and leave the restaurant. Because guess what? We wouldn't want somebody else's leftovers. But the way to say, but the other people enjoy them. They were good. They look good. They look like they had a good time. Why don't you? You would get yourself up. First of all, you get your phone out. And you start recording the conversation. Come on, somebody. Come on. And then you tell everybody what happened and then not to go to that restaurant anymore. Don't be tempted to give God whatever you have scraped off your plate and put it in his. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And, and, And let me tell you something. We are good stewards. God wants us to be good stewards and good managers over the resources that he has given us. So we must stay faithful unto the Lord no matter what comes our way. I I, I understand this, that sometimes you might want to give up, especially when things aren't coming in like they used to or they once did. You you, you may not have as much as you used to, but but still, church, don't be afraid to stay faithful unto God because God can still bless you, but he wants you to bless him first. He still wants to know that you have placed him first in your life. And when you can place God first in your finances, uh, chances are you will help him and line him up first in everything else in your life. Uh, In your life, in your life. Uh, We hope you are getting the message because we are trying to emphasize that placing God first in your money today, uh, even when times are tight, uh, is a sign that you are still trusting him 
even in those rough places. And we are also emphasizing that God wants to use us. Yes, me, and he wants to use you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but we must give him what God says we are to give him. We give him our talents as we steward over them. We give him our time as we work towards his kingdom and in his program yeah. and our money so that everything can happen as God intends for it to happen. Oh, 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 I hope, I hope I have some witnesses out there. We got to trust God unconditionally and especially when times get tight. Come on, Pastor Keith, help us out a little bit. So I'm reminded of a story of a preacher and his wife who said, wouldn't it be nice if having a relationship with God meant never having to worry or stress over money ever again. That would be so nice, wouldn't it? I know it would. Uh, he says yes. that this is actually possible if we first realize it's not about the money. He says it's possible if we first realize uh -huh. it is not about the money. I'm convinced, he says, that our financial stability depends on how much we trust God rather than on how much we make. Oh, that's a word for somebody, somebody. out there right now, Pastor. Our financial stability depends on how much we trust God rather than on how much we make. Because we got it twisted. We worry about how much we make all the time. But that's not what he's saying. It is really not the money he's saying. How hard you work is not about that. And it's not about how wisely you invested all the money that you have made. He's saying our financial situation is almost always about trust. Did you hear me? I hope there's some people out there listening right now that are soaking this in today. You know that, that what he's saying, we got to trust God when times are tight. He, he goes on to say how disillusioned he was, Minister Smart, uh, when he was thinking about how God owns it all, cattle on a thousand hills, uh -huh. from Psalm 50 and 10, you know. And, and then he couldn't even afford a hamburger. Couldn't understand why he couldn't afford a God got all of this, all the cattle out, all that hamburger meat out there, and he can't get no. But he said he learned over the years mm -hmm. that isn't, uh, it, it, it isn't about whether God has the money yeah. and can help us. Ain't about that. Instead, he says, Pastor, it's about what God wants to do in us yeah. uh, and, and, and through us yeah. and with us. Did you hear that one out there? It's what God wants to do in us and with us and through us because God can take whatever financial situation we are in and build into that character, build into that hope, and build into that a sustained future 
So he said that we must see, listen to this, Hallelujah. every financial struggle as an opportunity to trust him. Mm -hmm. Did you hear me? Mm -hmm. We must see every financial struggle as an opportunity to trust in God. I hope you heard that message today. Finally, he says that this ought to be an opportunity to trust God more and more. And it is a doorway through which we can discover God's grace and provision and love. So let me tell you, these pastors, Brown and Brown, agree wholeheartedly. Let me put up two hands. Agree wholeheartedly. And we will testify to this story over and over and over again. And to you believers out there, won't he do it? I'm a witness. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. If you don't say it in your mind and in your spirit, I'll say it for you. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So let me make a, a point. Uh, we, we're going now to point number two. We told you point number one last time about being a good student. Point number two, we must learn to be content. Verse number six of 1 Timothy 6, uh, 3 through 10 tells us that we can gain quite a bit, including wealth, when we consider the source. Who is the source? Ain't God the source? Yes, if we consider him the source and, 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 and that he's allowing us to manage all of the things that we have in front of us, uh, that is what he's giving us. So that said, regardless of what it looks like, we must stay obedient and we must trust God and then we got to be content where he places us. Some people are just way, way, way out of whack as we have used as a term before for a sermon. They have, they've been chasing money. They've been chasing everything but God. They've been chasing, chasing, chasing. Can't never get enough. Can't never have enough. Got to chase a dollar. God says chase him. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. When you hear people say you see the glory, <laughs> but you don't know the story. You better say it. You can rest assured <laughs> that they have been through some tough times. Let me raise my hand right now. You see the glory. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. But you don't know the story. Because there have been some tough times. I'm, I'm telling you what I know from experience. I'm telling you that God had to lift me up sometimes when things were tough. Yeah. When, when, when you hear somebody say, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. They have been through some tough things that life has thrown at them. And just so you know that everything in my life hasn't been all peaches and cream. Mm -hmm. I raise my hand again and testify that I know God has carried me many times over in these kind of situations. So some have been through the fire, uh -huh. but God brought them. Some have been through the flood, but God brought them. Some have been sick, uh, but God brought them. Some have had great trouble. But God brought them through it all. Didn't God bring you through a time or two? Mm -hmm. So I ask you again, won't he do it? Yes, he won't he do it? I know he will. I know he will. 
For somebody out there, I know God is bringing you through right now. I'll receive that one for myself as well. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. For the storm for somebody out there, I don't know who it is that I'm talking to, but the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. The storm was out on the ocean and it was moving this whole way. But God has now healed the situation. He's healing it. And hallelujah to the Lamb of Storm. It's passing over because you trusted God. So if you heard that saying, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. You can also rest assured that they've suffered some consequences. Oh, yeah, 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 we've made mistakes and so there are consequences. Even though God is bringing us through the consequences of our mistakes. And, and, and those people have had bad things happen to them that they may have almost taken them out. Or they feel like they're being taken out right now because... Uh, there's a lot going on in people's lives, especially with the loss of income during the COVID-19 pandemic. Because those bad memories don't necessarily fade away overnight. I want somebody to hear me. They don't just go away overnight. Sometimes it takes years of overnights for the memories to fade away. I hope you heard me. I hope you heard me. Put a pin there and go back and look at it later on off of YouTube so that you can hear me. Because somebody out there in virtual land ought to get that in their spirit. When we let go and let God, which is another way of saying rest in him, be uh, content in him uh, with his way of doing things and trusting him in good and bad times. Good and bad times. Good and bad times. Then in the end, we will all come through it all, even when it doesn't look perfect, Pastor. When it doesn't look perfect, Pastor. And I can tell you, we have been through some times where it didn't look perfect, but God delivered us. God kept us. God carried us through it all. Amen. Amen. Bless God. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Keith, for helping us to remember. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Well, the third and final point today really reminds us that being rich isn't everything. I know that we live in a culture and in a world that holds it to its highest esteem that if you got money, then you have it all. Well, we came to tell somebody that we know people who have it and they still are whole. They still aren't complete. So if we look further into the scripture, we can pick up on uh, 1 Timothy 6, verses number 17 through 19. And then we take a look at the writing from uh, our, our uh, half-brother of Jesus named James in James 5, 1 through 6. And they also tell us that we got to trust God and receive his blessings. Mm -hmm. uh, but the scripture says not so we can just boast uh, about how rich in money we are. Mm -hmm. uh, because can I tell you that when we find ourselves getting wrapped up and tied up in, in the riches of the world, that means in the 
finances of the world that we can be uh, uh, falling into a trap. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. See, see, we cannot uh, uh, and we should not give up our lives uh, for money. In other words, don't spend all of your days and all of your time just working, working, working uh, just so you can accumulate more and more and more. Because I guarantee you what will end up happening is uh, the more you seek after it, um, the more you're going to move God out of the way in your life. Um, and he won't get your time. He won't get your your, your gifts, your, your, your money. He won't get anything that belongs to him. Uh, all he will get uh, is the leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you can scrape up, whatever you feel like you have energy to give, yeah. is what you'll end up giving to God. Uh, and that is not how things need to work in the kingdom. When we look at 1 Timothy 6 and 17, uh, the NIV says that says to those who may have been blessed to be rich, uh, according to today's standards, uh, not to be haughty and, and not to trust in those uncertain riches. Uh, because what we can tell you is that it can be here today, yeah. gone today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what we have to remind ourselves to do is to trust in the living God who is uh, the one who gives us richly all the things in life to enjoy. Uh, in yeah. other words, I'm just trying to tell you don't focus on just the money piece of it uh, because God has something greater and more splendid uh, and bigger planned for us. Uh, and remember this, uh, remember this. Uh, that if you are rich, if you do get to a place uh, where you have uh, wealth in abundance, uh, yeah. remember the scripture in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, where it tells us that God loves uh, a cheerful giver. Uh, you have uh, those kinds of means, and we want to remind you to give to those who are less fortunate than yourself, uh, yeah. and watch God begin to bless you in ways uh, that you never even fathomed. Yeah, Hallelujah. That, that that when you are in that position and you give your gifts uh, to the church house, uh, the place where you are being fed spiritually, uh, that place that's building you up uh, in your most holy faith, uh, glory to God. Uh, in, in our case, uh, uh, we give unto RCM too because that's the place uh, where God has us now and where he allows us to, to be fed and to be edified in our bodies. Uh, and we just watch God work uh, and watch him bless, uh, even in the midst of storms and stresses, uh, even in the midst of, yes. of situations uh, that seem beyond our control. Uh, you watch him give us some, some contentment uh, and, and, and the love and our desire will begin to be and to line up with God's desire. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. When we follow, when we follow God's design, oh, we'll come out so much better. Yes, we will. Hallelujah. But I'm getting back to uh, point number three about uh, being rich is not everything. Uh, when we check out the book of James and, and, and we see where he emphasizes there that being wealthy can be a dangerous trap. How uh -huh. people get hooked up. How many times have you seen show and story after story where somebody, all they focused on was the 
countenance is not happier, that their, that their members, their family members are happier, and they are not happy. I'm trying to tell somebody that being rich is not all that it's all cracked up to be. It's nice and it's good, but we do have a few things to tell you about it because they don't make you happy unless you use them in the way that God has designed for us to use them. If we have riches without God, it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing, church. we got to be careful. And James in the text, he's warning us. I know we're talking about when money is tight, but right now we want to tell you that in the text of James, he's warning us, he's warning us that money in itself is not evil, but wealth without God leads people to eternal destruction. Yeah. It will lead you down a dark and dangerous path. James points out that people who are rich without God are storing up hardships and miseries in their lives because you will get to a place uh, where you will do just about anything uh, yeah. to get it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Even if it means working outside of the confounds and the boundaries uh, that God has established. Oh. Uh, the very thing that you are trusting in uh, for your comfort uh, will be the very thing, James says, that will take you to ruin in the final analysis. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, finally, finally, uh, James says uh, that to have riches with Without God, it will seem like it gives you a short-term advantage. But really, in the end, if you're not careful, it can be a long-term loss. My Lord. So we as Christians need to be so careful not to use our riches in an ungodly manner. Not to hoard it up and just store it up somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cheating to get it disregarding the needs of others and innocent people are examples of how we let riches rule us in a way that is ungodly. Don't get it twisted, my brothers and my sisters. God really does not have a problem in prospering us in our finances and allowing us to build wealth but it is his desire that we do it according to his plan. Remember, remember this, that our best plan will never ever come close to the plan that God has fashioned for us. I don't care how pretty it looks, how proud you are of your plan. God has a plan. And if you let him work it out in your life, it'll take us places that are well beyond what we can imagine. I'm about to sit down now because it is late in the morning. But we just wanted to say one or two concluding things. The world system is what we talked about when we first started this series. It's pretty much a system is get all that you can by any means necessary. 
but we have come to you from the word, the very oracles of God that teach us to trust God's way in your money that he has entrusted to you. That means, as Pastor Keith says, when it looks good and when it doesn't. When times are tight, like in this pandemic season, we say still, trust God. You might not know what to do, which way to go. But I guarantee you, we guarantee you, that if you trust God in your money, in tough and difficult economic times, it is a great, great place, great place for you to start. We pray, we pray. That somebody who is listening this morning feels encouraged that even though you might not have all that you desire in terms of your finances, that you are going to make a commitment today, 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 to trust God in your little. And watch him work in ways, do some things that you didn't even know were possible. Oh my, my, my. Oh, I could, I could tell you my story about how when God called me to go to school. And he called me while I was working. And so time seemed to be the big problem. Hallelujah. And so I said, Lord, I would like to go, but with work and family and this and that and the other thing, I, I don't believe I have the time to go. So God said, okay, all right. We can work with you on that. After a while, the years were rolling by, and it looks like I was not going to have the opportunity to heed the call that he had placed upon me. I went back to talk to the Lord about it. See, there always seems to be a shortage of something in our lives. to a place to understand that that wherever you think you are shorted, you keep looking at it and watch God show up in oh God. Somebody need to help me. But at any rate, time went on and I still didn't seem to have the time. But of course I was working. So I made money. But all of a sudden in 2009 the job that I had came to an abrupt end. 
One day I had it, the next day I didn't. So in that time of being jobless, it was a time for me to sit and seek the Lord in my situation and see what he was saying to me and, and how I was supposed to move. And, and that's when we birthed RCM2. Hallelujah. But remember, I told you that during that season of working, I didn't have the time. So when God abruptly shut down the job, all of a sudden, I'm free. But now, where's the money? Oh, God. Somebody help me. So, 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 in our praying, God put it on my heart to begin to start as Alicia started going to college and maybe it was time for me to step out on faith. You see, this thing is a faith walk. It ain't a faith talk. Oh, God. <laughs> see, people can talk about faith. But you gotta walk out faith. And so, and so I began to say, well, maybe, maybe I got the time, but I don't have the resources. But you know, I decided, I said, but you know what? If I'm gonna trust God in this, I'm gonna trust him, even though I don't have all the pieces lined up. So I applied, was accepted, and then I said, Lord, Lord, the bill is going to come due soon. Well, I didn't know that, of course, God wasn't phased by my whining. He wasn't phased by my concern and my worry. Because he already had a plan. I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this because I have no clue how it's going to work out. But the bill would come in, somehow the money would turn up to pay it. And that went on semester. Somebody needs to hear me this morning because somebody under the sound of my voice has something that God has given you to do, but you say you don't have the resources to do it. That was my story. But we were bound to trust God in. So we kept on going, we kept on going semester after semester. And how many of you all know that you go enough semesters, the years are going to add up. Then here comes 2020 rolls around. I got two classes left and all the others behind me. Have all been taken care of. April the 15th, 2020. 
know if that means something to any of you, but to those of you who do our Wednesday morning prayer line, you all know that on that Wednesday morning, it was the last day of the last payment for the last semester, for the last two classes. Oh, somebody, somebody, some, some, somebody need to jump up and give God a hallelujah praise because I was able to send that money off to pay for an education that I did not see possible, no how, no way. Now, I know that's not everybody's story, but it was my story. And I needed to let somebody know how we have to trust God. Even when we don't see how he's going to do yes. what he's calling us to do. I stand before you this morning, Pastor Keith stands before you this morning as living witnesses as to the power yes, yes, yes. of a most high God. Pastor Keith, he does own the cattle on a thousand years. Woo, glory to God. And he can give freely to those who but trust him and honor him. Put him first in your life. And watch. Watch. I said watch. Amen, amen, amen. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here.